everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's July 7th. It's 2021. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by Keith Eister. Eyes 819. How's it going, my friend? Oh, man. Tilting night. Uh, I had like 80% DeGrom. It looked like the, the main line of thunderstorm was clearing. Just had some pop-ups and got a PPD in New York. So, uh I, I was looking, I was set up for a really good night, but uh, it's going to be tough to get there now. Yeah, I was telling you, I only made one lineup. It's absolutely smashing um, outside the fact that it has DeGrom in it. So <laughs> um, it's like one of those lineups that you're like, oh, it could have been. Um, I left it, man. I, you know, we were chatting before, and I mean, everything pointed towards it going to work out, and it just didn't. And it happens like, I mean, if even if it happens like two or three times a year, Everybody's switching off of it the other like 15 times a year. You, you, you're still ahead. Like, I want there to be a weather spot like within a week now, and everybody gets afraid and we can get our money right back. Um, you know, so in Roth, we trust. Um, yep. nine games, man. Nice little nine game slate here. It's a, it's an interesting one. A lot to talk about. So let's jump right in. We get started here with Toronto at Baltimore. Ryu against Harvey. Um, this is a fun one. Um, there's a ten and a half total in this game. Toronto's a two twenty five favorite. Uh, any interest here in Ryu? Man, he has not been very good lately. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, they're tempting us with the price tag, though. He's only eighty three hundred. Um, and there's, I mean, there's two really good top options on this slate, but it gets ugly in a hurry. There's some guys that are overpriced. Ryu is the one guy that I think at this price, you can take some shots. Um, like I said, the recent performance is not encouraging, but this is a guy that's done it really well for a long time. So against this Baltimore offense, I might be willing to jump on here. Yeah, I mean, for me, as far as Ryu goes, his command has been struggling here recently. He's been walking a lot of people. He hasn't really been striking people out. He's faced Baltimore twice in his last three starts. So very recent. I mean, I think he goes out and wins the game if he can get five innings, but I mean, I don't love it. I, I the price is tempting, but I don't love it. On the other side, we got Matt Harvey, Matt Harvey going up against Toronto. Um, I mean, this is a guy, that gives up a ton of power to right-handed power bats. Um, and, I mean, yeah, like, he's faced this team twice over the last three starts, too. Like, these two teams have played each other a bunch. He's allowed 15 hits, seven earned runs, two home runs, and only strike out seven, six guys. So, um, I mean, this is a spot that I'm not playing Matt Harvey. Yeah, even on a slate, we're going to be desperate for cheap pitching. Uh, I just – no way I'm doing it against Toronto. Uh, looking at bats here for Toronto, I mean, everybody really like they're all expensive, but I think this is a spot, you know, Springer under 5k Hernandez, 4,600 Gritchick at 3,800. Um, just kind of pairing those guys with Vlad and Bichette, um, Marcus Simeon. Um, all these guys are fantastic plays here. Yeah. It's going to be really tough to get a Toronto stack and then pay up for the pitching that we want to. Um, so if that lowers their ownership, I mean, it's going to be worth taking some shots on some ugly pitching just to get exposure to this Toronto offense. I mean, I, I don't want to really play them without leave with leaving uh, Vlad or Bichette guys like that out of my stack. So to get them in, you're probably going to have to take some shots on some ugly pitching, but I'll probably do it. 
Uh, Baltimore side of things. I mean, Mancini's thirty nine hundred. Um, he obviously stands out. Mount Castle's thirty five. Hayes is twenty eight. I mean, targeting some of these right handed power bats, I have no issues with that. I agree. I, I like Baltimore quite a bit in this spot, even though I think you can take some shots on Ryu because of the price and just the way that the slate is kind of set up. Uh, Baltimore's in a really good spot here. Great part for home runs. Uh, Ryu struggled with command. If he has another shortish outing, you get into the, the front of that Toronto bullpen. And I think you're cooking. Mount Castle's been awesome lately. Um, Hayes is playing well and they're, they're both really cheap. So uh, like a lot of the options, Santander is another one that's really cheap. Uh, moving on. I think that, that pretty much covers it. We got the Dodgers and the Marlins facing off in this one. No total in this game because we have like an openers type situation here um, for the Dodgers. And then David Hess for the Marlins. I mean, it sounds like beckford is going to start and then david price is going to come in and probably throw like two or three innings i feel like it's more of like a pitch count thing um but i mean like this is a dude that just threw like three days ago so i really don't know how much david price is really going to throw in this game um talk to me about this Dodgers situation is it just one you're staying away from yeah, if, if Price was like min-price 4K or something, maybe you could take a stab that he strikes out like four in three innings or two innings. Um, but at 5,500, I'm just – I don't think he gets more than two or three innings here. So I'm just staying away. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a situation I want to attack at all. Uh, unless like we open up the slate in the morning and the Dodgers have like an actual pitcher going to throw – a normal start you know there's no total out for this game so that could happen it's not something that's like crazy um as far as the marlins go as far as david hess goes i mean he's 5200 but again he's not a guy that's going to pitch deep either this is likely going to be um like a bullpen type of game uh, for the marlins so i really don't have any interest in him either yep i'm i'm right there with you i'm not touching that especially against the dodgers uh, i mean it's a Great ballpark, usually a park we want to target pitching in, but can't do it with either of these guys. Um, all right, so let's talk bats here. The Dodgers, um, somewhat expensive. Cody Bellinger, one of the top value plays on the slate. He's 4,400. I don't know. I don't have Yahoo pulled up in front of me, but he was like, <laughs> I think he was like $10 or something on Yahoo on Tuesday. So, um, I mean, the Dodgers are definitely in play here. The roof's going to be closed in Miami. We got that hurricane coming through Florida. So, I mean, this is like the roof's going to be closed. So, it's not the greatest hitting conditions. But, I mean, this is a spot I definitely don't mind taking some Dodgers. Yeah, expensive. Again, kind of like Toronto. It's going to be tough to play the two top pitchers and get the full Dodger stack in there. Uh, Bellinger is obviously the one that jumps out. Will Smith is, is fairly priced, just 4300 Um Pollock has been playing well. He's only 3,500. So I, I definitely think you want some exposure to the Dodgers. The full stack is kind of tough. Um, thoughts on the Marlins here? Probably just going to stay away from the Marlins. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers have a, a deep bullpen. And if it, if it turns out to be a bullpen game, um, that's not really something I want to target. I mentioned good ballpark for pitching. Uh, not not a spot I'm really looking at the Marlins. Jazz, Jazz is cheap. He's he's 3900. I think you could take a shot on him. 
I mean, Duvall, too, 3,900 yeah. if you want to target some power. Marte is in play, but I think he's a little bit too expensive. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this is a spot that I don't mind taking some shots here. Uh, we got the Brewers and the Mets. Do we know if it's going to be a doubleheader or not yet? That's a really good point. Uh, I bet that it probably will be, which I'm pulling we'll up game, at bat has pulled these games off the slates before when uh, it's been the doubleheaders. So we'll have to definitely keep an it. It is on a that. doubleheader, so this likely won't stay on the slate. It might because the first game starts at two o'clock. Um, it sounds like Burns and Stock will pitch the late game, and Degrom um, will pitch the early game. Um, if this game stays on the slate, Corbin Burns, uh, any interest in him? Yeah. I mean, Burns was going to be one of the two top options on the slate for sure. Um, definitely keep an eye on the situation. If, if it's a go, it stays on the slate. Uh, if it, it's going to be the seven inning game. So now you have a great chance at, at a complete game here, in my opinion. So, uh, that just ups his value a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, if Burns on the slate, ton of interest he should have a really strong game here Mets are getting a little bit healthier it's not the easy cupcake matchup but I mean I think the matchup is good enough where Burns has a high enough strikeout that we have to like him here uh Robert Stock on the other side of this game you know through 79 pitches against Cubs in his first start recall from AAA um sounds like he's gonna throw the like I said the second part of this doubleheader and I mean I don't think you're going to expect much from him here. And I mean, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His, his strikeout stuff has kind of like disappeared, even in the minors, like in, in AAA earlier, he was with the Cubs and he was striking a lot of people out. Uh, he got called up with the Cubs, made a start and didn't strike anyone out. And then the Mets claimed him off waivers and he just, he hasn't struck anybody out since then with the Mets and AAA, his strikeout rate is down up like, like 15% or something like that I was looking at. So um, if if we had some strikeout upside here, I might be willing to take some shots, but um, a lot of unknowns. I, I wouldn't call you crazy if you want to do it, but it's definitely risky. As far as bats go in this game, remember if this is going to be the second half of a doubleheader, this game's only going to be seven innings, not the full nine innings. Um, so you're losing you know two innings, which could be a lot uh, if you think about it. Uh, anything here for the Brewers that you like? Not in a seven inning game. They're still really expensive too. Like for Yelich, Adamas, Urias, Nervaez are all over 5k. Um, no, I don't have any interest, especially seven innings. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Like the prices, Adamas has been super hot, but I mean, the prices are just too high, um, for a seven inning game. I'm with you. And like, I'm not playing any of the Mets against Burns. Nope. No chance. All right. We got the Phillies and the Cubs, Zach Wheeler, Alec Mills. This is a game that has some potential weather, no total in this game because it's Wrigley. Uh, it's the night before. And it looks like we're going to have like a lot of rain here and a lot of wind blowing in. So we'll have to kind of see what Kevin Roth has to say for this one. Zach Wheeler, any interest here? Yeah. Zach Wheeler is right there with Burns. If Burns isn't on the slate, I think Wheeler becomes the clear chalk. The Cubs strike out a ton. They haven't hit the ball in two weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, Zach Wheeler 
is a legitimate stud. I think I, I believe in, in the numbers he's been putting up. Um, I mean, this, this is one of the top, I don't know, 10 to 15 ish pitchers in baseball, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, like this is a great spot, especially if the wind's blowing in. If the weather holds off in this game, Wheeler's right up there is like a top option on this slate, especially if Burns gets crossed off on this slate because of the doubleheader. Uh, so, yeah, I love Wheeler in this spot. I think he dominates the Cubs. They've been absolute trash here recently. And, I mean, Keith would tell you he's a Cubs fan. Alec Mills on the other side of this game, coming off of his – I would say probably his best start of the season against the Reds pitch. Fantastic. Had nine strikeouts. I mean, that's not what you're going to get every time out of Alec Mills. Any interest here in Mills? 7,400. The wind's blowing in. I, I don't hate it. That His last time out, um, you mentioned I'm a Cubs fan. I watch every single game. The strike zone in that game was huge. Um, I don't, I don't expect nine strikeouts really definitely not in this game um that's not why you're playing him it's more of a price play and the good weather situation would be the reason i would take shots on him yeah i mean i don't mind taking shots um yeah that's that's really it um i mean bats in this game anything standing out to you for the phillies philly got cheaper like what what is DraftKings doing they've been chalked two days in a row uh, they're sitting here with nine runs in the sixth inning. Uh, I mean, just absolutely crushing the ball. I know the weather has been better in Wrigley, but I don't care if the wind's blowing in at 20 miles an hour. The Phillies are still underpriced for this spot. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah. Like Real Muto is still 3,400. Segura, 3,400. Gregorius, 3,300. Even Harper at 4,600. That's underpriced. I mean, Mills is such a big ground ball guy. So you really want to target like Hoskins is a big fly ball guy. Harper, DD. Those are the types of guys I think you want to target Mills with because he does give up a ton of hard contact. He just generates so many ground balls that, I mean, you got to target these fly ball guys against him, in my opinion. Yeah, this is definitely not the lock it in spot that we've had the past two days with the wind blowing out um, and against guys like Arietta who are going to give up a ton of hard contact in the air. Uh, Mills definitely can throw the ground ball, get the double plays to get out of the get innings and things like that. But um, just with, with these prices on Philly, I'm, I'm still going to have a ton of them. Um, as far as the Cubs go, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in the Cubs here. Zach Wheeler is a really above average pitcher. This team's struggling. They strike out at such a high clip. And I mean, outside of Jock Peterson, all these guys hit the ball on the ground. So when you're facing a guy that generates ground balls, I mean, Jock Peterson is a one-off maybe, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing any Cubs here. I mean, at the end of the day, Jock Peterson's <laughs> always in play um, because of his home run upside. So, all right, moving on. We got Oakland at Houston in this one. It's Sean Manaya, Luis Garcia, eight and a half total. Um, Houston's a 138 favorite. Ah, uh, Sean Manaya going up against Houston. Probably going to pass. Yeah, especially at that uh, astronomical price tag. He's 9,900, like almost 10K here uh, in one of the worst matchups you can get. So there, I'm I'm not playing any Sean Manaya here. So just so you know, if they do leave that Brewers game on, it looks like Burns is going to start the first game. 
Um, and Brett Anderson is going to start the second game. So it would take Burns off this slate. So, okay. Which and would, if, if Wheeler a lot gets more interest in the Mets, but still, in yeah. I mean, if, if Wheeler, if Wheeler gets rained out too, like this pitching slate gets so ugly so fast if, if the Cubs game gets rained out now with Burns off the slate potentially. Um, I mean, Shamanaya's leash is nice. But these these guys just don't strike out against left-handed pitching. Um, I mean, that's the problem. I think I'd rather play Garcia on the other side of this game I at almost the same price tag. Yep, I, I think I'm in agreement. There's Oakland strikes out a lot more. Um, I mean, Garcia's not a huge strikeout guy. He was striking out a ton earlier in the season, but that's kind of fallen off here recently. Uh, strikeout rate is still over 27%. So I, I think there's a little bit more upside with Garcia in the, in the easier matchup. I mean, yeah, Garcia is a guy that generates strikeouts, but he gives up a lot of fly balls and hard contact. So even if he gives up a couple bombs here and has a good strikeout night, like he could, he could easily pay off this price tag. They'll let him go over 90 pitches when he's pitching. Well, um, I mean, I think he put up over 20 fantasy points against this team earlier this season. So uh, as far as the Oakland bats go, I mean, Olsen would be like the top guy. Chapman's somewhat interesting, but he's been so bad against right-handed pitching this season. Like, I mean, Garcia's a guy that gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact to righties. And he's like that power righty, but man, he's really struggled against righties this season. Yeah, Olsen is, is the target for sure. Um, I don't want to play Chapman. He's 5,600, more expensive than Olsen, oddly enough. Um, Loriano has played decent. He's 4,700. I think you could take some shots there. Um, yeah, not, not a ton of interest in Oakland. I, I think Garcia is actually, I mean, the, the more we talk through it, especially if we lose the other two guys, um, Garcia might be the option here. It never feels good, right? <laughs> right. Um, any, any love for the Houston bats here? Manaya is not a guy I typically like to target. Um, they're fine. I, I don't, they're not somebody I'm actively like seeking out. Um, if, if Alvarez is going to be really low owned lefty lefty, I don't mind that price tag at 4,700. I, I think he makes a lot of sense as a power one off. Um, Correa and Altuve are fairly priced. You can take shots there. Yeah, Gary L is the other one that I would throw in there. Like he, you know, throughout his career, high fly ball rate, hard contact against lefties. And I mean, he's always someone that can take a left-handed pitcher yard. So, I mean, if you want to get into maybe like a one-off situation or a three-man stack there, I think those would be the guys that you're looking at um, the most. Moving on, we got the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, nine and a half total pick'em game. Um, Sensatella against Castellanos. Um, no, that is not the Castellanos you guys are thinking of. Um, what are your thoughts here on Sensatella? Arizona is really bad, but there, there's not any upside here with Sensatella. Just all he tries to do is throw ground balls. No strikeout upside at all. Um, I don't know if, if we lose Burns and Wheeler on this slate and Mills as a value option, maybe it gets more interesting just trying to eke out like 15 points with a, with a victory in like six innings of shutout baseball. Um, 
as of right now, I'm not going there though. Yeah, um, can't I can't do it. The roof's going to be closed, and I mean, that's obviously a bump, but I still can't do it. And then, like, Cassiano's on the other side. Like, if, if Arizona was using anybody that was going to eat innings here, I'd have a ton of interest. But, like, this guy, he's probably only going to throw, what, three innings max is what I kind of was thinking here. Yeah, he was pitching out of the bullpen uh, recently until they – Well, he was pitch. down in AAA and threw, I think, four innings his last AAA start. And then they called him up, and now that like he's starting. Yeah, he was starting in AAA, but it's been a couple of weeks, so I, I don't know if he's still fully stretched. Um, and even in, in AAA, he, he didn't go deep into games. Like you said, he was pitching like three and four innings. So not going to get a ton of length out of him. He is min-price, um, but I don't not a, not a huge strikeout rate in the minors either, but around 20%. Uh, Rockies, bats, anything? Uh, let's look at their prices here. I mean, I think you could target the lefties for some power. McMahon is the one that kind of stands out 4,600. Um, Blackman hasn't been very good this year. Um, no, not, not a lot of interest power, power one off in McMahon. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> another one of these spots is just like the Rockies aren't very good. Blackman at 4,400, like you mentioned, McMahon, Story. I mean, I'm not stacking Colorado here, but I don't mind maybe targeting a couple bats just to be different. And on the Arizona side of things, Sensatella is a very hittable pitcher. This guy pounds the strike zone. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and typically, like, overpower a team. He has a 15% K rate and a 5% walk rate. His hard hit rate's like 45% of the season. So he's going to get hit. It's just... Who do you like here for Arizona? I mean, Escobar, 4,400, but the rest of these guys are super cheap. I think everybody else is under 4K. So an hour ago, and I was researching the slate before the Mets PPD and now the doubleheader situation, um, I thought Burns and Wheeler was going to be the ideal kind of roster construction, and Arizona really stood out as somebody that was in super, super in play. You could jam in the full stack and the two stud pitchers. And I, I thought that was going to be a super viable route. Now that those pitchers are in question, maybe we don't need these Arizona bats, but they are really cheap. Um, targeting lefties against Sensatella mainly, and P- Paven Smith and David Peralta are 2,800 each. And I mean, that's, I mean, they're free. Even if you want to use those guys in a mini stack to, uh, to get a little higher price stack and pitching in on the other side, I think they make sense. You're going to play some Arizona today. The pricing just really sets up um, nice. So we'll see how it all plays out. We got San St. Louis at San Francisco in this one. This game has an eight and a half total. San Francisco is a 172 favorite. We got Johan uh, Oviedo against Alex Wood. Any interest here in Oviedo? Another guy with a really low strikeout rate. He's had command troubles. Walk rates over eleven percent. Um, San Francisco's just been a good offense. They're, they're, they've been doing it all year. You have to call it real at this point. I know you've been saying it since the beginning, um, but I mean, you're crazy if you don't believe San Francisco can hit now. So uh, I'm not targeting Oviedo here. I mean, yeah, like this is a legit lineup. I mean, Posey banged up, Bell out, um, Longoria banged up. Like, I mean, 
it's not the same Giants lineup. It's it's still good enough. Um, I, I mean, like it's still good enough that I don't think he's going to go out there and like light the world on fire in this start. Like, could he throw four or five innings and pitch decent? I mean, sure. You know, that's like Wainwright's through two innings. He's allowed a few hits and only one strikeout. Like, could he do it? Sure. On the other side of this game, you have Alex Wood. He's super enticing as far as price. And now, like, we're looking at this slate overall, and we're like, this is a dude that has a 28% K rate against righties, and he's going to face eight righties in this lineup. Um, I mean, this is a guy that I, he just he uses that slider, changer, change up, like, sinker combo. And righties just don't hit him hard. Um, I mean, I think he's potentially now like the top pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I, I had some interest before, um, but it was more passing interest. Now, like you said, I, I mean, I, he may end the whole up change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Burns off the slate, Wheeler dealing with the weather. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Wood might be the top option. And again, that is assuming that the game in Chicago gets rained out. I think Wheeler's the top option on the slate Agreed, if yeah. the weather is good. But yeah, I mean, we'll have to kind of see. Um, Wood, Wood's still in play uh, for cash games as SP2. Uh, I mean, 8500 a, a perfectly fair price, like you said. Uh, I think you could pair him with Wheeler if Wheeler's good to go. Big time favorite, too. I mean, pitching at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going here. For Alex, there's a lot of roads for Alex Wood just to score like 20 plus fantasy points and have a really strong outing here and and be exactly what we kind of need at 8500. So ceiling wise, he's probably not a guy that's going to go out and put up 30. Um, I mean, we don't really have a ton of those guys on this slate though. You know, maybe Garcia. That's really like <laughs> assuming again. This is assuming that Wheeler gets rained out and we don't get Burns. Um, how many guys like really we don't really have like a 30 point ceiling guy now yeah it, it's it's a lot uglier than it was before the mess situation yay go <laughs> mets um let's talk st louis bats and man if alex alex wood is setting up to be like massive chalk here and you have arenado you have molina Badger, DeYoung, I mean, these guys hit the ball up in the air a ton. I mean, if if Wood's going to be chalk, even if you're playing a lot of Alex Wood, I think you definitely want to get a St. Louis head stack. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the, the pricing on them is fair. Arenado is, is pricey at 5'4", but, I mean, he's, he's Arenado. I know he's struggled a little bit in the early going here with first half with St. Louis. Um, Goldschmidt's very fairly priced at 4,600. And then the rest of them are, are pretty cheap. I guess Edmonds 4,500, but Tyler O'Neill, I would have a lot of interest in. He got scratched yesterday. So I'm not sure what that situation is. If he's in the lineup, I, I would want some Tyler O'Neill for sure. Uh, Dylan Carlson is really, really cheap as well. And, and DeYoung's still cheap. So I uh, definitely think you can make the stack work pretty easily. San Francisco, I mean, it's the same guys I like every day. Crawford, Yaz. Um, that's where it kind of gets kind of ugly. Wade is still pretty cheap. If Duggar's in there towards the top of the lineup, he's cheap. Um, I mean, Dickerson's 2.8K. So I think it all just come, coming down to like what this lineup looks like. Um, Flores hit third on Tuesday. 
if he's batting in that third spot and you're playing every, all the lefties around him, I think you got to throw him in your stack. Um, I mean, yeah, I think San Francisco's in play. They're not my favorite stack, but they're always a team that like you never, you never like see it coming, and they they score like ten runs, and it's like, huh, they're a good offense. Yeah, and I think with the pricing here, I think they're going to come in fairly low owned. Uh, Crawford is finally up where he should be. I mean, the dude's had an incredible year. He's up at fifty two hundred, um, but I mean, he's paid off that price tag. He's he's hitting a ton of home runs. Uh, he's still in play for me, even at 5,200, as crazy as it sounds. This isn't the same Brandon Crawford that we're used to. Uh, Flores is a guy that you usually like to play against lefties, but he, he's decent against righties too. So I'm with you. I think you have to include him in the stack. All right, Washington at San Diego, eight and a half total. San Diego's a 172 favorite. We got Patrick Corbin against Chris Paddock. Um, any interest here in Patrick Corbin? price tag is super cheap. They're trying to get us to do it um, against this San Diego team. Uh, Corbin, I'm a little bit better recently, but I, I'm not playing him against San Diego. I mean, this is a lefty facing a, a lineup full of good right-handed hitters. Um, Corbin, like if, if they, if they like leave, Okay, I think this really depends on the lineup. If Gresham, Cronenworth, and Hosmer are still in there and you're really just kind of battling around like Tatis, Machado, and Myers, then maybe you take shots on Corbin on a weaker slate as far as pitching. But overall, I mean, this is a terrible spot for him if this lineup is anything remotely good. Um, So I'm probably not playing Corbin here. And then on the other side, you got Chris Paddock, who is a big favorite. Um you know, no Schwarber in this lineup right now with the hamstring injury and really like Juan Soto as talented as he is. He's having a terrible season. He's hitting the ball on the ground a ton. His ISO is 113 against right-handed pitching Turner and bell. Really the guys you're worried about, they just don't strike out a lot. So like if you're playing paddock, you were kind of hoping he was a lot cheaper and he was just going to go out and get you 20 points. I mean, I think he's in play, but he's not my favorite. Yeah, he is in play. He's right there, same tier as Garcia uh, for me. So, I mean, kind of depends on how the ownership shakes out, too. If if Garcia is really chalky and Paddock comes in lower own, you can save a little money there. I'd have more interest in Paddock. Um, I don't know. Schwarber in the lineup definitely helps. Uh, I think I think Paddock is in play here. He's he's been up and down this year, but he's a guy. He's a younger guy with a lot of talent. You expect him to figure it out. Uh, he's he's shown a couple upside starts here in the past month or so. So uh, I don't mind him here. Like you said, a little bit eighty seven hundred's a little more than we'd like to pay in this spot. But this this slate, the way it's shaping up, especially if we lose Wheeler, uh, I think he's in play. All right, bats in the spots, Washington. Um, I mean, Soto's at that price where you're just you're paying for the talent, right? Like you you know how talented he is, and like he's just forty five hundred, and it's like, all right, I'll I'll take a shot at that, you know, because of the the talent. Yeah, I I agree, and I definitely think uh, he grabs some ownership here um, with the platoon advantage against Paddock, just forty five hundred definitely in play uh bell as another lefty power bat you can play him turner you can play against anybody with stolen base upside power upside 
Uh, and the rest of the lineup is super cheap. So I think you can stack them up. Um, San Diego, I mean, Machado, Tatis, obviously, are fantastic plays here. Fam's cheap. Myers is cheap. What's your thoughts here on San Diego? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to lose the top-end pitching um, and have to pay for some of these or get to save to down to some of these worse options at pitcher, uh, but if nobody over 10K on the slate, San Diego is going to be super in play. Um, I mean, top Tis is obviously going to be the top option. Machado, another great option. And then Fam and Myers fill it out with a bunch of power righties. So, um, yeah, I think San Diego sets up here at, in one of the best spots. All right, we finish it out with New York at Seattle. Kikuchi against Herman. This total is eight and a half, and the Yankees are a slight 125 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Herman? I don't mind the price tag, but I'm not sure that there's upside there. Strikeout rate just at 21% for the season uh, and hasn't been great his last couple times out. So uh, Seattle's a big strikeout team, but with the recent form, I mean, I, I feel like I should like him more than I do in this spot. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I'd rather pay, pay up a little bit more. I think Wood is certainly a better option. I think I'd rather even spend the thousand to get to Paddock uh, over Herman. Yeah, I mean, an hour ago I would have said no, don't play this guy. I don't think it's the craziest thing. But you mentioned like the recent form. He faced the Angels, the Red Sox, Oakland, and Philly. Um, and Red Sox like he's had some really tough matchups here recently maybe gets back on track in an easier matchup against Seattle I think Domingo on all it's all going to come down to like what we're looking at projected ownership around six o'clock tomorrow um, and that's when you're going to have to kind of make a decision if you're going to play him or not you say Kikuchi is 9300 here going up against the Yankees I think he's the top tournament play on the slate um, I mean Keith, I'll let you go into it. If you have thoughts on him, what are your thoughts here just in general? I'm glad to hear you say that. When when we agree on tournament plays, it, it's worked out well here recently. So uh, I like Kikuchi a lot in this spot. It's obviously a high-risk spot with uh, the Yankees' big righty power bats. Uh, but Kikuchi's been outstanding this year. Uh, strikeout rate over 25%. And the Yankees, despite their power, will strike out. So I, I like this as an upside spot for Kikuchi. Listen, he could easily give up like six home runs here. <laughs> like, uh, like I mean, this is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, but he generates a lot of ground balls. The strikeout numbers are legit. Um, he, you know, he, he does a great job of keeping the walks down. Outside of DJ LeMahieu, everybody in the starting lineup against the lefty, which was Sheffield on Tuesday, had a strikeout rate over 20% on the season against left-handed pitching. So, I mean... Yeah, you get you're always concerned about like Judge and Stanton. They walk a lot. They're pitched around a lot. Um, and I hope Kikuchi pitches around them because I know the dangerous upside or downside to those guys. So, I mean, there's a lot of strikeouts here. It could easily not work out, but like this slate's just setting up to like I need somebody to go 25 plus, and Kikuchi could go five or 25 or even 30 or or zero. So, I mean. I think just because of how this slate sets up, especially if Wheeler gets canceled, you're going to have to take some tournament shots on Kikuchi here. Um, and then, 
like that's not to say don't play Yankees bats on teams you're not playing Kikuchi because I mean there's a lot of power righties here and Kikuchi is a guy that can give up some home runs so I mean this could go either way and I mean I don't mind like attacking both sides of this game but this guy has been pitching fantastic and he's one of the guys that actually has some upside on the slate love it um any interest here in the Yankees bats um I mean, you have to take some shots on the power guys. I don't think I want to stack them just because, I mean, you get Judge and Sanchez in there, it gets to be an expensive stack. Um, Probably not something I'll target here, but Stanton as a one-off is is definitely fairly priced. Judge is obviously always in play. Uh, Gary Phil's catcher. Voight has hit lefties well in his career. Um, those, I mean, the big power bats are, are the guys that you're looking for, but I'm, I'm not sure I want a full stack. I'll have more Kikuchi than I will Yankees. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably there too. Like this is definitely setting up as like a one lineup type of day for me. Um, just, you know, especially the weather and everything. And like, I'm probably going to play Kikuchi and phase the Yankees, but if you're playing 150 play both sides of this game, um, The other side, I mean, Seattle, I said this yesterday too. Hanniger and Kyle Seeger are so cheap. Herman's hittable. I could definitely see playing some of these guys. Yep, I like it. Uh, it and they're all fairly priced. Um, Crawford at 4400 is probably the one that, that's a little bit more than you want to play, but he's, he's actually been decent this year. Uh, I think Hanniger and Seeger are underpriced, as you mentioned. Fraley is definitely... Uh, cheap option at 3700 um Torrens is a fairly priced catcher if you want to play that um we talked about Herman's recent form not being good I, I think you can attack him here a little bit with Seattle all right let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here we'll see if this turns into an eight game slate or a seven game slate or stays a nine game slate <laughs> under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got today um, I have written down none, <laughs> so I'm not, <laughs> not sure that that's an option. Uh, I guess if I'm uh, forced to choose it, Domingo Herman. I mean, yeah, that's probably the guy. <laughs> um, you don't feel good about any of these guys getting <laughs> strikeouts in this game. I, I mean, like, if I had to choose somebody, it would probably be either Sensatella or Mills or Herman. I'm with you. But overall, probably none of these guys um, is probably the better option. Um, maybe Robert Stock. Maybe that's the guy you take a shot on. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I talked about the spot for Manaya. Houston doesn't strike out. Uh, he has a really tough path to get there. I'm going to go Corbin. Uh, he's exactly 8K, but I'm going to go Corbin. Tough matchup, man. San Diego is a tough team, especially for lefties. Um, any or home run over 4K to – yeah. Anybody over 4K to hit a home run? I said it wrong. I read it wrong. <laughs> it's right in front of me. I have I a post-it note right on my computer. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero is the top option on the slate for me. We've targeted Harvey for years, gives up a ton of power. Love the Blue Jays, and Vlad is the best. Yeah. <sighs> it's a guy that I seem like I pick every day. Um, Vlad, I'm right there with you. 
trying to get different. Give me Yaz. I think Yaz goes deep against Oviedo today. Um, it's been a while since he's had a home run, like a couple days. So he's definitely due. Derek Cardi joke. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got today? Um, talked about how cheap the Phillies are. Odubel Herrera, uh, he was out yesterday, but uh, should be back in the lineup today. He's still only 3,100 at the top of the lineup. Should have five at-bats here, uh, assuming that the rain stays away, but I like Herrera. I'm going to go Mountcastle. He's 3,500 against Ryu. Um, he really hasn't been hitting the ball well. Maybe he can get on track here against the lefty. I'm going to go Mountcastle. Give me a stack to score six or more runs on this slate. Uh, I think Toronto is the number one stack of the day. All right. Um, I like Toronto too. Um, trying to get different here. I mean, I feel like I say the Giants way too much. Give me, give me Houston against Sean Manaya. I think that's different, right? Yeah, that's that's different. I would say it's a top end arm. Who knows? Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Keep an eye on this weather for for Wheeler and Wrigley. Uh, see what shakes out with with the Mets PPD. Uh, so, still some things to be determined yet on this slate. But uh, if if we lose Wheeler and Burns, it's it's an ugly pitching slate for sure. Man, Degrom getting getting rain. Like I have, I've uh, had, I've had three more home runs um, yeah, since we started. Hoskins like went, went deep. I'm <laughs> cashing with Degrom zero. Like oh, Me what too. could have been? <laughs> and Garcia just said, oh, oh man, I'm going, I'm going to bed. That's gonna wrap <laughs> it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.